sir, yes, sir. Welcome back to Motown and Coney. Back with my main man, Tommy. What up, though? So, it's Friday, August 26th. DJ Cali dropped, I don't know how many DJ Cali albums it is. Now, it seems like it's been 20 of them at this point. It's a lot of albums. It's a lot of them. Uh, and another one. So, thoughts? I actually think this one is pretty decent. Um, a lot of features. He got his first Eminem feature. Thought that song was pretty dope. Stood yeah, out in the I, I enjoyed it. Actually, I, I went back and listened to Curtain Call 2. I know it's like a rehash of songs that's already released in a new couple of songs. It did make me miss... Um, Eminem. Yeah, yeah. I I agree with that too. And that actually made me go back and listen to like some of the other albums and stuff too. Um from Eminem. So yeah, that's actually a really good feature, really legit. What's your favorite song on the album? I'll tell you mine. Um, it's not a song, it's an interlude. Oh wow. I guess or in I guess it's an interlude the Jadakiss verse. Yeah, because it does say interlude on there. Yeah. Um, of course, you know, I'm little raunchy raunch sometimes <laughs> so um my favorite one was party all the time i can see that for you yeah i i, I kind of um, felt it so the the jay-z song with little wayne and and oh, rick man. ross yeah i like it it's just too damn long yeah it just was too long and i listened to it a couple times too and that's the problem like okay so the first two songs including the interlude with drake and the name of the album too is you know is God right? Yeah, the album cover is weird to me. Yeah, him. it's weird as fuck. I don't know if he's supposed <laughs> to be looking to the sky. He got this one teardrop coming out his <laughs> down to his um, airbrush yeah. beard. It gave me the Kanye like God vibes because you get like and, the first three well with the Drake and, and the Lou, and then like the first what two or three songs. Yeah, they talking about like God, even the one with uh, with Jay Z, like yeah, and it's not a smooth transition between no songs and then then future come yeah. in and talk about his bitch, <laughs> and like <laughs> it was like having threesomes and shit, and it was yeah, just like what? somebody somebody posted like this DJ Cali album <laughs> like. <laughs> A hip-hop gospel album I ain't know I need it. I was like I don't necessarily know if I would classify like yeah that, like the the Kanye um got what Jesus is King or yeah whatever that, that was a hip-hop gospel album the DJ Kelly album maybe the first three songs but yeah and that's that was the problem though Rodney because the first three songs that's what the vibe I was getting I'm like what is this a gospel album Plus, the name of it was like On God. Yeah, and that's the name Future of the album. Was like, just hold my beer. <laughs> yeah, and then Future came in. Threesome, my bitches, my bitches. I was like, what the <laughs> fuck? You know how Future is? I was like, what the fuck is going on here? Like, the transition was, it sucked. Yeah, so. And then the City Girls didn't make it no better, too. Yeah, I looked at Lotto. that. I was like, for this to be the album title, he got the City Girls on there? Like, yeah, this, and Lotto. Lotto I was like, I what? Said, this, this just don't fit. Yeah, I was like, this is not a gospel album. But, yeah, the order of the album was kind of shitty, but other yeah, than that, like, it's hanging around Drake too much. <laughs> I thought, like, two songs that actually went together was the, um... The, the, uh, well, don't mean to cut you off, but no, I feel no, like no. the Eminem and Kanye, the Eminem and Kanye song, the flow well where it's placed with the... Rick Ross, Jay-Z, and Lil Wayne song. Yeah, the transition from the first three songs. I didn't need that interlude with Drake. I was expecting like a song I didn't or something. need Drake on the album, but... Well, no, I like the song with Drake. The, I like the song with I Drake and... Um, a little bit. Little Baby, yeah. Like the lead single for the uh, the album. I thought it was pretty dope. Yeah, it's been his best lead single in a minute. Yeah, but why the hell you got a 48-minute... Uh, I'm sorry, 48-second interlude <laughs> with Drake... Sorry, it felt like 48 minutes, but no, he's just like basically talking, repeating himself over and over again. And I'm like, why? Like yeah, and 48 I, seconds. And I saw a lot of people online before the Eminem song dropped saying that he was going to respond to the game. I was like, I didn't think he was and he really didn't. So, yeah. And 
FYI to everybody else, like I don't think he's gonna really respond to the game. Yeah, I don't think he cares, and I don't think it benefits his career in any shape or form to respond. Would I like him to respond just for the the flatter of it? Yes. Do I think he has to? No. Would I prefer him not to? Actually, yes. <laughs> Yeah, because it makes no sense to him to actually respond. And I think the game now is, like, kind of working his way to, like, recanting some things, too. He just mentioned, like, how he has, like, a mental uh, – he's having mental health issues as far as, like, you know, um, things going on in his life. He just now realized that <laughs> when he tattooed the butterfly on his face. I mean – that's a that's a okay so this is what <laughs> this is what i believe you silly this is what i believe that hip-hop artists these days do you start some shit if it don't pan out then you say oh i got mental health issues you know what his mental health issue is what is it a whack 100 yeah dude he gotta be the worst manager ever first of all whack 100 let ray j go on that versus and stink up the fucking spot just to get a couple Think dollars. Think not the word. That was I shit in in the porta potty and left it three days. <laughs> <laughs> he let him go in there and make a fool of his fucking self. And then like also like with Blueface, I, I think Wack One Hundred got to be the worst manager because I don't think he hires PR people for his people. Like I think he he wants an authentic product, but you need PR guys. You know for what Blueface I'm starting to think in game. Uh huh. I think Wack One Hundred is trying to be this. I don't know, this version, this generation version of Suge Knight. Oh, he just doesn't have a pool, though. Like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he doesn't have a pool. The pool, the swag. Yeah, he doesn't have none of that stuff, man. It's just, it's not him. But at the same time, I just, I don't know. He has some decent artists behind him. But I wish he knew how to, like, work <laughs> and out. And behind him is the right word. I think he too, like, I think he too in front sometimes. Yeah, I agree with you on that. Too much in the he he's too much of the focal point. That's what I love about Suge Knight because Suge Knight wasn't the focal point, but his presence was so big. <laughs> yeah, his presence was so big. It was just like damn. If you don't want to match your dance, yeah, you ain't want to fuck with it. Yeah. So I I am sad uh-huh. about there's one thing I'm particularly sad about on this DJ Cali album. What'd you say? Oh, can you I guess? Noticed. Yeah, I noticed. I noticed that when I looked at the track listing, I was like, damn. I did a double Broken take. Street. No Nas. Yeah, Broken Street. No Nas. I don't know how I feel about that. I also noticed some things about this particular album, too, that I didn't too much uh, care for. Um, His, you know, like, you know how his his little sayings change. You know how he'd be like, bless up. Yeah. Or he'd be like, we the best. Now he could be on now. On God. Like every time. <laughs> it just irritated me. Like future would be like, fuck these hoes and fuck these niggas. On God. <laughs> I'd be like, oh man, you can't do that like with the other songs. So like it was irritating me. Yeah, but. now I feel dirty. You like. Yeah. <laughs> After the first three songs, they like, Bible me to death. Yeah, now I, did, now I feel like I really need to go to church and ask yeah. for forgiveness. I'm like, how you going to have that Eminem and Kanye song? I swear to God, man. They was talking like Eminem. It's hard to get Eminem to like veer away from like, you know, talking yeah, about certain, some crazy yeah. sadistic shit. But he actually got Eminem to, to talk about like some Bible type stuff yeah, and everything. It was, it was like, a well-rounded verse. Yeah. I still feel like Kanye is... Make 2.0? Yeah, like... He don't know if he want to do gospel or... <laughs> yeah, it, but it was just flowing, though. And like you said, it came on after the Lil Wayne, Jay-Z, and uh, Rick Ross song. It really fit. That was a good transition. Now, the rest yeah, of the Yeah, come album, on right after that. <sighs> With Little Baby and... Uh, I forgot who else it was on that song. But, like, damn, man. I wish he could have switched the, that up. The whole DJ Khaled and Friends vibe is back. Yeah, it just... Yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't yeah. digging that. Did anything else come out today? Oh yeah, Nicki Minaj, greatest hits album, volume one. That came out today. Do she have enough hits? Whoa, whoa! Wait a minute, there, <laughs> sir. Wait a minute. 
Does Nicki Minaj have enough hits? Shots fired. Yes, I yeah, don't she see has enough hits. Man, she got hits for fucking days. And you know what's crazy? Like it made current. me. It made me want to go back and like look, listen. Oh, to you was listening to the Pink Pink Friday. I mean, <clears throat> well, she had the song with her Eminem on there, and I like the the Dungeon Dragon. Uh, oh yeah, I, yeah. I, I mean, Pink Friday was a classic album. Yeah, it had a lot of shit from Pink Friday on there. It had uh, to Save fly. Me. Yeah, that that's yeah. Shit, that's my shit right there. Yeah, the album was actually dope. And then they had uh, it had Bees in the Trap on there, and a couple other uh, joints on there, which was kind of like dope. Let you kind of realize how iconic she is. Do you think that Nicki Minaj is one of the iconic figures in hip hop? I know that character just came out of nowhere, and I know how you feel about her, but I just want to know. I, give me the meat and potatoes, sir. Iconic? Comp- no. I, I mean, you don't have a lot of. Short, I mean, a short answer. It's, I mean, I place as far as iconic women in hip hop. I place yeah. Queen Latifah ahead of her. I'm saying, does she crack your top ten? Let me well let's see. Queen Latifah. Okay. Little Kim. Okay. MC Light. All right. Uh Roxanne Shante. Okay. I mean, just say yeah, bro. Cause when you think about it, I love hip hop. Yeah, I'm I, I mean I'm not. But she's her. definitely top ten. Like it's hard to even avoid her when you think about it. We just had the top five in uh, yeah, 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 just yeah, put her in. She's just in there. Yeah, not happy about it, but put her in. Yeah, because it's no, it's like a lot of fem- it's a lot of good female artists out there, but I mean the impact that Nicki left. But I here's my issue with Nicki, right? Okay, when I talk about Queen Latifah, MC Light, Salt and Pepper. Roxanne Shante, mm-hmm. even Little Kim, Foxy Brown. They had legit like competition. They had the peers in the game at the same time with them. Mm-hmm. Nikki didn't have anybody for a while, and it feels like when Cardi and May came out. Like Nikki kind of folded. I mean, it'll be interesting to see a year from now, two years from now, where her footing is. Well, okay, I have an interesting take on what you just said. So, when you talked about the ladies back then in the competition, it actually really wasn't a competition because they were talking about unity. If you think about like Ladies First or Ladies Night. Those two songs, it actually was talking about bringing ladies together. So a lot of them had collab songs together. And we tried to paint a picture and make them hate each other. But in all honesty, they really didn't hate each other. Yeah, I'm just. So when Nicki Minaj came along, you got to think about it, Rodney. You're right. She didn't really have competition because Remy Ma took herself out the equation and some of the others. I think she paved the way and she actually rekindled and lit a flame under what Little Kim was doing again. Think about it like this. Nicki Minaj. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. Nicki Minaj is a trendsetter. She's a trendsetter. I know you don't want to admit to it, but she is. With her having like songs with uh I think with her hooking up with artists like Calvin Harris and um uh, and other artists that, that have like that house sound. She had Pounder Alarm and Spaceships. Don't and all tell that me stuff. you think she's responsible for like the trimming in right now. I think that she is. Where you get a lot of artists that's like doing the crossover songs and it, it has like the little house music to it. I think she does. Like the little bounce to it. Little, yeah, the little house music bounce. I definitely think that's her. Okay. Yeah. I, I mean, you was you didn't have a lot of hip hop artists doing that. I mean, you did have uh, Kanye with DJ Blast, and you had a couple uh, other artists and stuff, but they wasn't really taken serious. But Nicki, she put her imprint on the game. I'm just saying. I know you don't too much care for her, but yeah. And she hasn't came out with any like amazing hip hop songs like that, but yeah. I got a good question for you, Rodney. Since you, I know you're feeling some type of way about Nicki Minaj. This is a Little Wayne based question. 
Do you think Lil Wayne has more successful artists than Jay Z has more successful artists? Um, out of the blue question. So let's think about artists. Right. So we giving Lil Wayne Drake. Yeah, and that's the automatic W, right? No, cause you. I mean, Kanye. Yeah, I like Kanye, but is he better than Drake? Let's be honest. Yeah. I, I think it's closer than you giving Kanye credit for. I just think like with his mental health issues and then being, because uh, like when we talk about the big three, we don't even talk about Kanye. I mean, does he even belong? Because we even said like with our Mount Rushmore, why don't we even talk about Kanye? Is he just that guy that's just there? I, uh, like, what is... Cause, see, that's what I'm saying. Like, why do we do no, this to Kanye? No, I, I feel like Kanye's older than the, the big three. I think that's why he never gets... I mean, I don't know. I, I, could see, I see his decline in music. Do you see his decline? I understand he's doing gospel music now, but do yeah, you see his decline I, I, in I, albums? I think what Kanye did would never be replicated. Oh no, I agree. I agree. I He's think Kanye's a, a more musical genius than Drake. <laughs> Kanye might be responsible for more hits than Drake. No, no, I don't agree with that. At I'm all. talking about produ- produ- oh, you talking about producer wise? Yeah. Oh yeah, then that's fine. Yeah, no, I agree with that. But as far as like just, so I don't know. We we'll get Drake to W on that one. Yeah, because I, I say argument. like today, even when he comes out with a shitty album, at least like two songs are going to be played okay, the whole so year. We giving who else? Lil Wayne, Nicki Minaj, yeah, Jay Z, J Cole, yeah, that's true, and Rihanna, yeah. I don't know, Tiger. I don't. I don't even want to count him. I mean, but for some reason he's I, fucking I, popular. I, I don't do know feel why. like Jay Z has a longer roster, per se. Yeah, because it can keep going. Yeah, and little I, I mean, you can go all the way back to Memphis Bleak, Benny Siegel, all the artists and for Def Jam that, yeah. that he signed. Maybe I asked a shitty question because <laughs> Jay Z I mean, was, I could, off, I could was throw, the president of a uh, of a company. Yeah, I could throw. And he's like in Birdman range. I mean, you're talking management. Yeah. Too. Yeah, that yeah, that's a shitty question. I guess I should have put Birdman, but Birdman doesn't stack up as a good artist next to like, Jay Z. Jay Z is also Big Sean management, so manager, yeah. so. And he was, um, he's the one that signed Rihanna, Neo, and like so many other uh, various artists. So, yeah. I feel like Jay Z wins that. Yeah, Jay Z wins that hands down when you think about it. Yeah, Jay Z wins that. He's responsible because Rihanna's a billionaire. J. Cole's like one of, he is one of the big three. Kanye's a billionaire. Yeah, definitely. I mean, even talking about like, some of the producer that pretty much was the, the closest dream. to him mm-hmm. that he discovered. Yeah, that's true. But that's Jay Z being Jay Z doing Jay Z yeah. things. Yeah. No, I agree with you on that one. But I'm glad that you agree with me on Nicki Minaj being in the top team. I'm proud of you, <laughs> sir. I'm very proud of you. <laughs> <laughs> I know you didn't want to admit today. You see what he did there, people? Yeah, I'm just saying. <laughs> you got to give her flowers, too. I mean, that's it. Pink Friday was a classic. So, it, see, he's giving Pink Friday uh, that album the classic status, which I agree with him. So, you notice the segue there. So, apparently... This particular podcast here was supposed to be set up for today. It was supposed to be set up for the NFL draft. But the draft was rescheduled. To next week. Yep, to next week. That way we'll be doing a live feed also. So you get to see our beautiful faces um, during a live feed as we, you know, rail off our draft picks and such. But we thought of a great idea. Rodney texted me. 
He said, hey, Tom, how about we do a, a draft of our favorite hip-hop artists? And I thought to myself, Rodney's a fucking genius. So, <laughs> lo and behold, we're going to give you our hip-hop draft. So, I'm going to let Rodney kick it off first. Um, is this going to be like a, a regular like, fantasy draft, right? Yeah. So, we're going to do the whole rundown of all our draft. How many teams is a... Uh, how many players are in the fantasy draft of... Uh, I think 14. So, it's 14. We're not going to do the reserves. We so, we're just, just going to give teams. you the straight 14. Or we can do 11 because football team got 11 players. Yeah, you know, we can do 11. That's fine. We can do 11. Um, I'll let Rodney do the first pick in the draft. Yeah, and then we'll yeah. rotate. We're not going to even rock, paper, scissors. We don't need to. I'll let Rodney, because I already know who he's going to pick first, and he knows who I'm going to pick first. Oh, nope. It's going to be a surprise. <laughs> no, he's probably. so full of shit. <laughs> he's so full of shit. I already know who he's going to pick, because either we both are going to steal each other's picks. He can't even come around. <laughs> he can't go the other way, because I'm going the other way, too, so... All right, I'm gonna give Rodney, and I'm giving Rodney the first Actually, pick. I'll let you go first, yeah, because then you're gonna pick. You're gonna okay. So Rodney's gonna let me go first. He's so gracious. Okay, you ready? With my first pick in this year's hip hop draft, Thomas selects Jay Z as the number yeah, one. Yeah, that was gonna be my number one pick. <laughs> I know you're not. Because if you, I gave it to you and you would have said Jay-Z trying to be funny, I was going to pick Nas right after your ass. <laughs> so we wasn't going to get past this shit. So, and another surprise pick. Uh-huh. Who's your number one pick? Rodney Select Drake. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> get the fuck out of here. Okay, all right. You want to be funny? <laughs> With the number two pick, Thomas Selects Nas. <laughs> funny guy. I got Jay-Z and Nas. Okay, go ahead. What the number three pick? Uh huh. No, no, it's your number two. Oh yeah, this is my number two pick. Uh huh. Well, we might as well just keep them united. I'm going with the art- other Mr. Carter, Little Wayne. Oh, okay, that's cute. For the number three <laughs> pick, I select Eminem. Okay, with my number three pick, uh huh. I'm going West Coast. Okay. K-Dot. Oh, man, that's dope. For my number four pick, I select Snoop Dogg. But my number four <laughs> pick, I'm going to the south side. Okay. Kanye West. Oh, man, that's a dope pick. Okay. For my number five pick, I select J. Cole. That was gonna be my next pick. <laughs> Your team is looking like shit. <laughs> you should have just went with the Jay Z and Nas. <laughs> you went the other way. Okay, no, go ahead. I got some heavy hitters. You got some good people. Go ahead. I, go ahead. God, you take take my <laughs> yeah. Threw you off. <laughs> I got like so many other picks lined up too. I just hope you forget. I'm hoping you forget because I got you. Damn, he's yeah. My squad is dope. This this my number five pick. Yep. We five in. You got a long way to go. You you take Snoop Dogg off the board, right? Yep, I got. It. <laughs> So I can give you a recap. Okay, uh, I got it. You got uh, it. Okay, going to Houston. Uh huh. Scarface. Oh, that's a nice one too. It's a real nice one. Um, for my number six pick, Future. No one cares. Um. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh man, this is tough right now. You take M off the board, right? Yeah. Yeah, my I got M and M too. All bad. All bad. It's all bad for you. I got Oh, th- with my got, number six pick. Uh-huh. Biggie. Oh, we can do that. We're resurrecting <laughs> the dead now. Okay, okay. You yeah, know I what? thought we was we would have picked them uh, first. Okay. We can't resurrect the dead. No. I can't pick Big L. 
<laughs> no, <laughs> you got. I got some surprises for you too because I know you have a brain fart. I, I know you got. I can't take DMS either. Damn, no, we can't pick none of those guys. That's not fair. He recently died though. I know it's still not fair. Then we would have to dig in the pun and like. Then it just would have went all bad. Then Nipsey, like it just would have kept going and then it, yeah. And this is a draft of okay. like people that number uh, six, uh huh, fifty. Oh wow, uh, that's really nice. Wait, wait, no, this is number six. That was number six for you. Was yeah, 50. Uh, number seven, Ludacris. Damn, that was fun. <laughs> I don't know what you're doing, but that's fine. I'll take okay, all the good seven ti. Damn, that's that's tough because I was gonna do that next. I'm sorry, Ti. I swear I was gonna pick you next. It's a thief in the night here. Um, eight, Ice Cube. You mother. <laughs> okay, eight LL. God damn it, it's, uh, that's tough. Like, really, you go in there? Okay, all right, all right. <sighs> Man, hmm. All right. Number <laughs> number nine, Rick Ross. Oh, number nine, Jada Kiss. Damn, that's tough. That's tough. I, I like that. I like that. Um, number ten. I'm just gonna be a little different with this one here. Push your T. <laughs> I know you're looking at your team like this motherfucker just. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> I got four more surprises for you too, because it going to fourteen. What pick? I'm on ten. You on ten? Black thought. Damn it! I thought you was gonna forget about him because you was having brain fart. <laughs> okay. All right. That's a good one. That's a really good one. Um, you know I'm doing this for the culture. And I know you don't like this particular artist, so you think like this is a free pass. But give me Travis Scott. I'll take Travis Scott. So I'm just give eleven. Yeah. Common. That's nice. That's nice to pick. That's a nice pick. Uh twelve. Kodak. Just give me Kodak. I like Kodak. <laughs> okay. I'm debating which West Coast artist I want to take here. Yeah, because I'm I, my next artist is a West Coast artist. So whatever move you make, I'm taking the next one. And you know what I already have in my mind. So <laughs> I'll let you go ahead and uh, figure it out. This is a tough one. <laughs> Warren G. Damn. I was just listening to Warren G a lot too. I'll take the game. So now it's the last pick. No, it is we got two more? Yeah, 13. Two more. 13, 14. Okay. Got the game. Okay, I guess I'll take the homegrown person since nobody else claimed him. Big Sean. That's fine. I'll take another homegrown person who I didn't think you would forget that I had right there. Royster Five Nine. He was my last pick, <laughs> <laughs> and I got another one too that I I think you wouldn't pay attention to, but I really like this artist and I've been listening to him. So go ahead, I'm a, for my last pick. But go ahead, brother. Who's your thirteen? You can take Royce off the board. Mm-hmm. Fuck it. Nikki. Oh, wow. Okay, I'm surprised you did that, too. Um, now, there's so many to choose from from here. I'll throw you a couple bones. Could have went Rakim. I could have went Big Daddy Kane. Um, could have went Lupe. I was just thinking about all these different artists. Um, of course, I'm in the draft, and I'm living for, like, now. I should have picked some of those guys. But for my last one, I got an artist that, I've been listening to lately and I really like I'm gonna go with Twister 
Okay, I see a twister and race you Buster Rhymes. Damn, that's a good one for the end. Fuck. (laughs) Well, that's our draft picks, people. I hope you enjoyed those because yes. tell us what squads you think. Yeah. <laughs> if you're gonna pick my squad, are you gonna pick Rodney's squad? Um, do we need to give you a recap? I don't know. Damn, I couldn't even do it because yeah. <laughs> he, he can't even remember who the hell he picked. But um, I knew I had him when I first picked Jay Z, Nas, and then Eminem. I knew I had him from right there. Like my first three draft picks out the gate was Jay Z, Nas, and Eminem. It was a rap already. Anyway, <laughs> hope y'all enjoyed that. So, oh, Rodney, hold on before we move on any further, sir. Are you ready to do our hip hop segment of where I present to you, sir, rhymes, and then you guess? Yeah, let's let's get it. Let's get it. Okay. And he's ready today, ladies and gentlemen. He's ready today. I, I think I'm ready. <laughs> let's, let's see. <laughs> the draft took a lot out of me, people. <laughs> the draft took a I lot out of me. I might have to um, trade him a couple of pe- people to get Nas. and just don't feel right not having Nas on my fantasy team. <laughs> I don't know what he was thinking. Like, it's automatically you pick for people that's alive, Jay-Z and Nas. Like, that's one and two. Then after that, like, everybody else comes in. But, hey. That's Rodney for you. Um, okay, these are going to be a little different. I don't want to be too long-winded in the verses because I don't want to give it away. But some of them may be short. So are you ready to begin? Yes, sir. All right. Now, ladies and gentlemen, remember Rodney here is a master of lyrical content. He studies from the school of Rakim and Nas, okay? The first one. All right. Now, remember, Rodney, you only have to guess uh, artist. the artist, okay? Um, the song will be a bonus if you guess the song. All right, lyrics. I'm trying to write my wrongs, but it's funny. Them same wrongs help me write this song. Kanye was. Perfect. Yeah, you got it. What was that on late registration? Yeah, it was uh, the same song from last time. Here's to the right. Yeah, I just figured I'd hit you with another one, try to throw you off, but you got it, bro. You got it. All right, the next one. All right, you ready? Yeah. All right. I won't say I'm the baddest or portray that role, but I'm in the top two and my father's getting old. Little Wayne? No. I, I'll give you another one. I'll give you another uh, try. It's not Little Wayne, though, for sure. You want me to give you a lifeline? Yeah. It's from New York. I'll give you that lifeline. It's not Jay-Z. No. Uh, it's Big Daddy Kane. That was Big Daddy Kane. Oh, you put that out the way back machine. Yeah, I, I told you I had to hit you with it. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's a short one. I'm not a businessman. I'm a businessman. That's Jay-Z off the um, Sierra Leone Diamonds Are Forever remix. Ding, 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 ding. That is correct, sir. Um. All right. The next one. Ironic you've been sleeping on the one that you've been dreaming about. Oh, I was just, I know this song, but I was was listening to this with a bunch of different people. (laughs) I need a lifeline. He's a New York artist. I give you one more lifeline if you need it. Yeah. He's part of big three. We talking Kendrick J. Cole, Big Three, or? I can't give you any more lifelines, sir. That was the only two. Say the lyric again. 
All right, you ready? Yeah. Ironic, you've been sleeping on the one that you've been dreaming about. Biggie. No, it's J. Cole. J. Cole, North Carolina. Yeah, but he's New York based artist. Oh. Just going there. I said he's part of Big Three. New York based artist, though. Okay. Um, the next one, you got two more left. Okay. Um, I'm the type of guy that picks her up from work early, takes her to breakfast, lunch, dinner, and breakfast. Can we come back to that one? Go to the next one. <laughs> you don't want the lifeline for this one. No, okay. Wow. Okay. All right. The next one. Instead of war on poverty, you got a war on drugs so the police can bother me. That's an older lyric. Mm-hmm. Tupac. Ding, 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 ding. That is correct, sir. That was Tupac Shakur. Yeah. No, you definitely got that one. All right. Now, you ready to go back to this yeah. other one? All right. You ready? I'm the type of guy that picks her from picks her up from work early, takes her to breakfast, lunch, dinner, and breakfast. I'll repeat that rhyme Give one more time. Lifeline. New York artist. Been around since the 80s. I'll repeat this lyric one more time. I want to say Rock Kim, but no. no it's I'll give you one more. He was with Def Jam. LL? Ding, 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 ding. That is correct. Off the song, I'm that type of guy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so Rodney got those. Rodney got, he did good on those. He did good on those. Not too bad. Can we move to our sports debate? Let's move on to the sports segment, sir. So, Chad Holmgren, number two pick in the draft um, by the Oklahoma City Thunder, Mm -hmm. went to Seattle to play in, uh, I guess would be like an organized pickup game, kind of, with LeBron. And a bunch of other stars. Yeah. And suffered a little Frank fracturing his foot so for the I can't even say the remainder of the season but the whole season yeah um, and I've seen mixed reaction I saw a couple of people ask why was he even planning that um, why um, would NBA players do that shouldn't he have something in his contract to keep him from um, planning sex activities um, and I'm going to be quite honest the people I saw that posted that I didn't understand their um, fury or disdain for it. Uh, first of all, it was in this contract. It was one of the actual um, programs where NBA players can ex- get an exception to play in. Right. So that it was listed in his contract as one of the events that he could go play in. Um, two, it's kind of like, I feel like with any professional athlete, you can get injured doing pretty much anything during practice, during working out. It's it's always some type of um, risk. Um, I know they try to get their bodies in the best possible possible shape, but you you mean you never know uh, what could happen. And then this is something that they love to do. Uh, It goes back to the whole add his arm, shopper's arm. If I can work out with LeBron or play against LeBron during the summer, I'm learning from the best. I can pick up something. I might pick up something in his game that I can use. Um, And if anything else, I just want to see where I'm at. That's true. That's true. I'm I'm riding with you the whole way. And like like we had, like you mentioned earlier, a lot of people are saying, why would he even put himself in that predicament? Because um, when it all comes down to it, a lot of people feel like, hey, he has to show up for the fans. Like, it is a business. 
and I, I me and you had discussed this earlier when I had called you and I was I told you my views on it. I just honestly believe that when they do these things, these proams like this, it actually gives young kids and and, and NBA fans a, a chance to see their favorite players up close and personal in a smaller environment. Yeah. And they you know, they a lot of times people aren't able to pay for NBA tickets. Yeah, the players are much more approachable. Mm. Um lots of times when you're even if you are able to make it to the game, most ordinary people can't afford to sit floor seats, lower level maybe, usually your upper level. Right. So you're in the building, but you're still not up close and personal with what could be your favorite athlete. Um, I also feel like it's a way to continue to grow the game. Um, yeah. The NBA has been ahead of its time and been able to grow the game. And for a player like LeBron, Chad, um, even like Lamar DeRosa, I feel like you stand to even gain more fans. I'm just thinking about the buzz Kobe back in the day created when he went to Rucker. Yeah, that's true. Uh, when he used to show up at the Drew League. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you're totally right, bro. And, like, this is something, too, that unites the people more and more by having the players come out and touch the fans and, and being able to have that personal interaction with them. So I wouldn't want this to change. This accident just happened to be a freak accident. And it, in all um, yeah, honesty. It, it's not like he was Jay Will and was riding a motorcycle where it clearly said <laughs> right. he wasn't able to ride a motorcycle. I mean, this was an NBA, uh, pretty much sanctioned event. It said it was an NBA exception in his contract. Right. And it's, I mean, in all honesty, it's just his frame and his, the way his body, he has to get stronger. Yeah. Because this accident was going to happen. Uh, this incident was going to happen regardless of the fact if he played one or two games with the NBA schedule being grueling and and guys' bodies being so muscular and, and strong and stout. Yeah, we, we said this during the NBA draft when he, he when he went where he did that one of my one of my concerns was his frame. Right. And like his 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 long linky frame. Um don't get me wrong, like he's he's one of the special players in the NBA right now when guys have that long frame. A lot of them are like finesse players and they shoot threes and stuff. Um but he does get down and dirty in the in the paint and, and he's blocked shots. So yeah. I actually think and I'm gonna use Steph Curry as an example. Mm-hmm. So remember early on there the knock on Steph Curry was his ankles. Um, he couldn't stay healthy. He had fragile ankles. And eventually, Steph, during the offseason, started working with a strength and conditioning person. Right. Uh, got in the gym, started lifting weights, um, changed his regimen on how he took care of his body. Mm-hmm. This could be uh, that moment early in Chat's career where he starts, you know, okay, let me – as I'm recovering, let me do some some upper body work. Uh, let me work on my frame. Let me get with a strength and conditioning coach and a nutritionist, all of those things that because I'm, I'm LeBron quoted as saying he spends a million dollars on his body a year. Mm-hmm. Um, I follow Steph on on Instagram and I see his trainer and everything posting videos of him doing all this resistant band training and everything else so i'm pretty sure steph fans if not a million close to it on his body right you're right about that and that's what I, they got more guys have to invest in their bodies and invest and watch what they're eating now i do understand that chet was just first coming into the nba so he, those are the things that he's learning. He's trying to grasp the NBA in order to to have longevity. And, and I NBA. think that's where I fought Gonzaga somewhat um, because I think of like, I mean, I'm going to use Michigan because it's our one of our hometown teams. But I remember, and I've and this has continued and probably increased since Jawan Howard has take, taken over the team. Is um, John Beeline 
when he got to Michigan, he brought a new strength and conditioning coach, um, Coach Samsey, they call him. Right. And the, the, the program that he puts on, and you can see the transformation from when a player, that first year when they first got in the program to that end of the year, how they've added muscle. Yeah, you definitely can see guys' body frames change. Um, but at the same time, with a lot of schools, too, and a lot of guys that are special like him, they don't want to throw off their shot process and without with them getting stronger. Um, and a lot of guys just really don't lift weights, too. And he has yeah, a unique body uh, frame, sort of like KD. <laughs> yeah, I was, it's funny that yeah. you said KD because I was just thinking about um, on Hard Knocks, uh, oh, yeah. St. Brown's dad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Man, how many heel press have has KD did <laughs> right making the joke yeah. about yeah about him having to hit the weight room. A lot of guys they refuse. As someone that played you know sports before, it's kind of the toughest thing to do. And that's why I applaud LeBron and, and other guys too that that build up their you know their muscle mass and and work out and then still go to the gym and like put up shots. That's the toughest thing to do because. The stronger you get and the more muscle that you build, you have to put a feathery touch on that shot because you're going to be throwing the ball at the fucking gym if you just work out and then don't, you know, practice on your shot also. So I can understand why some guys don't like going to the gym and working out because it really throws off your yeah, shot. Yeah, and, and I think that's yeah. – um, because, like, Steph trainer, he posted a lot. I've, like, stumbled on his page a few times. And one of the interesting things is, like, LeBron, like, you can see LeBron lifting weights and doing other things. Steph, and I guess it has to do more with so he's a shooter, you see him not doing a lot of stuff with weights, but more so with resistant bands. Yeah, and that's, like, that's another form and way to, like, kind of, like, build muscle. But And you building a slightly slender, muscly body. Um, that's what makes LeBron a freak athlete. And hopefully with Chet, too, maybe he'll absorb some of those, uh, you know, those thoughts on how to build strength and, and, and come back stronger. Taking a whole year off might be a blessing for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think he'll he'll learn a lot more. And, and um, Could be a blessing for OKC. Yeah, like, for sure. They're going to be right back in the draft. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I got my wish. Did you see? Oh boy. <laughs> What's your wish? Can you explain to the people what so, your wish is, please? If you've tuned into the last podcast, um KD. Remember I said I hope he gets stuck in Brooklyn? <laughs> I, I I know. <laughs> I know. I figured that's what you were talking about. It looked about. like him and um uh, Steve Nash, who he wanted there as the coach and the owner has come to some type of understanding and Katie is returning to Brooklyn. Now, couldn't it have, couldn't it have been better for me? Yeah. Now you got the biggest grin on your face, sir. Cause you so happy that, but I'm gonna flip this side on you. I'm gonna flip it on you. Do you believe that Brooklyn is going to be a decent team this season? I mean, the odds went up on them. On I mean, they'll be a decent team. Do I have? Do I see them making out the East? Hell right. no. Nah. That's tough, man. I mean, you got you still got Kyrie, KD, and Ben Simmons. Still no. I mean, KD, you know what you're gonna get. Kyrie, I don't think you really know what you're gonna get. Yeah, that's true. You don't know what you're gonna get with Kyrie. Yeah, I agree with you on that. Ben Simmons took a whole year off. I mean, to. I'm not saying it's impossible, but I need to see what they're going to do with the first 20 games of the season. Well, apparently they plan on playing uh, Ben Simmons at power forward, and then KD's going to be the small forward, and then Nick Claxton. I hope they t- taught Ben Simmons how to shoot a free throw. Oh, man, that's – well, he's not going to be required. I ain't seen free throw shooting so bad since Andre, du- Andre Drummond. And- you silly. <laughs> No, but he's not going to be required to like shoot, and I think like he's going to have a. But are you taking away his best skill set? I mean, he's going to be playing point power forward. That's that's unique all on its own. Mm. 
I mean, we'll see. I mean, LeBron's the point for it. I'm not intrigued. Well, well, luckily I have them at least have at least three other teams in the East ahead of them. Well, luckily for you, the NBA doesn't feel the same way also. And they have like uh, less games last year, 10 games less than last year. They still have like a few games on um, on national TV, but 10 games less than last year. So the NBA is right along with you on that one. Um, another big question too, Ronnie, how do you feel about the addition that the Lakers just took on? Oh, Pat Beverly? And picking up Pat Beverly, Yes. How do you feel about it's that? It's the best addition they made in three years, yeah. other than LeBron and AD. Yeah, that's a one hell of an addition. And then you only just lose Taylor Horton Tucker, which I feel like they could have got more out of him. But I do too. I, I I'm wondering if that in the future, if he turns into like Alonzo. I was just looking at some of the the pieces the the Lakers has has packaged in the last few years. Mm-hmm. So I like Pep Beverly. I hope him and Westbrook <laughs> make up. <laughs> but um, I think that'd be Pe- good. Pep Beverly is definitely a dog that I would want on my team. Yeah, I, and and a lot of people are they putting a narrative in there that like Westbrook needs to I, go since they got Pep Beverly. No, no, I actually think it together. benefits Westbrook because now. One, and I, Pat Beverly said this when he was on ESPN in the spring, uh, you got a true alpha leader mm-hmm. in that locker room. Two, you got a ball handler. I think I think Russ was at his best with the Lakers Yeah, when LeBron was the, the point. Yeah. Um, I think this frees LeBron up not to have to put so much on his back. Um, I think it helps your spacing. Yeah, helps the spacing. Uh, takes a lot off of LeBron's load. Yeah, you you definitely. If, right about if that. I'm Ham, I'm rejoicing. Yeah, I still don't have him <laughs> nowhere close to coming out the West, but <laughs> I mean, I think I, this puts them closer to a playoff team and a play-in team. That's true, and I I don't understand the narrative of how Westbrook having one bad season. How they can just they think like the all star monster has done stole his skills, man. Like a lot of people don't even believe he'll be able to shoot, dunk, or anything. And I'm like, how? He'll still be able to dunk. He's never been able to shoot consistently. Yeah, and but that's the thing though. Like he's always been able to penetrate, yeah, kick so, it out. He's a tri- walking triple double. Um, does it make him better than Golden State? No. Does it make him better than the team they share building with in the Clippers? Mm. Mm. It's push. But I don't yeah, think Clippers, so. Clippers is overrated to me. I just always thought that well, they were well, highly well, overrated. They're one of the teams where I say we have to have the first 20 games to see what they'll be. Kawhi coming back off an injury. Uh, Paul George, if he can stay healthy. I've never been a friend of Reggie Jackson in any shape or form. <laughs> I knew you was going to say that too. <laughs> Tyron Lou, I think he's an excellent coach, but I really think at peak, Clippers is a three, four seed. Yeah, and I at, like the addition of Wall. Yeah, at, yeah. Now that's why I would say the Wall. I think pushes them maybe three, four seed, mm-hmm. maybe ceiling. I mean, if it bottoms out, playing team. Yeah. I don't know. They're I mean, because you, I mean, the West. West kind of like wide go, open. Yeah, Golden State's still there. Memphis. Yeah, but is I mean, you got to so, be opportunistic. I mean, who who's your, each conference, who are you thinking the number one team in each conference right now? It's kind of tough because I love Boston, but I feel like if, uh, if Chris Middleton didn't get hurt, it felt like they – I feel like the Bucks was like trending in the right direction, you know. So I, I still want to roll with kind of yeah, Milwaukee. And I'm picking neither one of them. Oh wow, I'm really surprised now. You know what? Just give who, who. I'm going to Miami. Uh, that's tough. I don't know. That's tough. 
That's a tough and, one. And I know. Well, I made no quorums. Everybody knows. I hate Mike Budenholzer there as a coach. Um, I love Boston. I love the talent. I love the coaching. Um, if Kai, it's interesting if Laurie don't, doesn't get hurt. Mm-hmm. See where Miami would have finished. Just interesting. West, I think Golden State still number one to somebody says otherwise. I do think losing Peyton hurts. Yeah. But they still have Kaminga. So. Oh, well, they, they also they, lost. Uh, what's the guy that went to Philadelphia 76ers? Oh, uh, shoot. I can't think of his name. Yeah, but you know who I'm talking about. Yeah. The dude with all the shoes and shit. Um, yeah, they lost him. And I just, I don't know. I don't just, know who you put ahead of them, though. Memphis? I don't think so. Yeah, that's what I was going to say, too. Like, you got a lot of surprise teams that pop up. I mean, wait and yeah. see. Minnesota, I think, is trash. I don't like the Rudy Gold. I like the Hawks, and they feel like they didn't lose anything. You got John Collins. You got Capella. They didn't add, do anything. You add Murray. Relieved, so let's see if they bounce back. Yeah, like you add Murray. Um, in the West, Dallas is going to be there. Yeah, I like the um, addition of Woods. So I, I can see Dallas being in there. Yeah. I mean – when it, I, I will say one thing. Mm-hmm. I feel like this is the most competitive balance between the two conferences that we've seen in a very long time. I agree. I mean, in each conference, you could make a case for at least a 10 to 11 teams to be competitive. Yeah, I agree, Rodney. I like that. At least every Tuesday, because you got TNT Tuesdays and TNT Thursdays. Tuesdays and Thursdays, like you're going to get nice, good, competitive games. Friday nights on ESPN. Friday nights on ESPN. You're going to get good, competitive games, and it's going to be a slobber knocker. And then eventually after the NFL season Sunday on ABC. So, I mean, I think it's very hard to – I mean, because in years past, you knew it was in the East, you were going to have at least three teams finish under 500 to make the playoffs. Right. I think one through – I think one through 10 in the East is going to be competitive. I think one through 12 in the West, because the Pelicans, mm-hmm. with their with Zion, I, I feel like they were a whole new team once McCollin got there. Yeah, and you're right with Zion too, adding Zion. Yeah, they're gonna be tough, man. We forgot all of, and we we quick to write off the Pelicans. Like I said, we were quick to write off Zion too. A lot I'm of people tell you were. The team, I'm quick to that. A lot of people are high on, and I think just and my cousin plays for them, the Minnesota Timberwolves. I don't see the Rudy Gobert fit. I know, like that's kind of. I, I guess it's supposed to free up uh, Towns because he's been playing center lately, and it's supposed to be helping him stretch the floor. I'd rather but it's a gift and a curse. I would have rather seen them trade for Christian Woods than give everything they gave up to get Gobert. Yeah, and it's a gift and a curse for that pick too because if you think about it, Cat isn't really that quick. So with him playing center – it actually benefited him, and you had to put somebody smaller yeah, on him. Yeah, because now, now all of a sudden he's playing power forward. Guys might be a little bit faster than him, and then they're still able to put, like, a body on them. So. I want to say just take the Lakers. If the Lakers run LeBron out at the four, advantage LeBron. Golden State runs Draymond out, advantage Draymond. Yeah. And B can go from the four to the five in the east. Yeah. Yeah, you're right about that, Rodney. If Miami plays small ball and slide Butler down. I know. And every every year, Jimmy Butler, like, gives it his all. And he happens to just come up short. I want to say, like, every year I'm like, man, maybe this is the year. But yeah. it feels like with everybody else rising to the top, man, especially in the East. And then going to possibly be healthy, too. He might not be able to you know, 
we'll replica see. what he did last we year. We got a we got a few about what month and a half. Yeah, it depends on the health too. Because I want Lowry played like shit last year. Um, Duncan Robinson, they got to fix him. Yeah, his defense been lack lackadaisical. Uh, Bam hasn't been healthy. Hero hasn't been healthy. It's just they got a lot of issues. So, and Pat yeah. Riley, we trust though. Yeah, that's true. Okay, so tune in this Saturday. Yeah, this Saturday. Check out the fantasy draft. Give us your thoughts. Let us know which fantasy hip hop team would you be taking. Hmm. I think Tommy's a little more top heavy. Right. And bottle. <laughs> no, I do. <laughs> no, he, he got me with the Buster Rams though. I, I'm still <laughs> I'm salty about that still. So we'll catch y'all on the B side. Peace. <laughs>